Hey, insiders, I'm Emma Capotis. And I'm Michael Julian. Welcome to Festival Insider, a podcast for insiders by insiders. Welcome back to the podcast. We're super excited to have everybody here. Uh, we hope you've been enjoying all of the episodes so far, and we've been really, really excited to record some of these interviews. And today in particular is one that MJ, MJ and I have been looking forward to. Yeah, I'm really so excited because I feel like it's like it was meant to be because like this story came out of nowhere. LP Joby, especially, I didn't know who she was. I swear to you, before maybe mid-September, late September, I heard about her, but I really didn't know a lot about her. And like, still don't know about her but just different signs were talking to me and just randomly she was just popping in into all these conversations i'm like you know what where is she coming from who is she and it just you know got here and i'm, I'm so excited to hear about her story and who mm -hmm. she is where she comes from really pumped about this one yep no, it's so exciting. These are the types of people who we can't wait to share their stories with because we're discovering them at the same time. And her energy just seems amazing. She's been killing it with her live streams um, and other organizations and things that she's working with. So we're going to discover all that today. But before we dive into everything, uh, if you guys are enjoying the content, we invite you to connect with us online at Festival Insider. Uh, we have a YouTube channel up if you want to subscribe over there, rate, review, do all of the things and uh, share this to your Instagram stories and tag right. us today yeah, if you love it. Please in the comments, tell us if you have anybody you want us to talk to, we'd love to listen to your feedback and line up a great uh, guests for, for the show. Yep, 100%. We want to hear your feedback. We want to hear from you guys and connect with you in the comments. And on that note, please join us in welcoming LP Joby to the podcast. You know, I've been a promoter since I, I got here from when I was a kid, not kid, a young teenager. I went to high school in Brooklyn. I grew up in Brooklyn. Okay. And I uh, started raving when I was still in high school and I decided that there's nothing better in the world. So I'm just going to be a promoter and that's it. And, and I don't need a job or college or whatever. And I kind of tried back and forth. It never worked out. We were making too much money when we were kids. And we were having too good of lives. Honestly, I'm jealous of my younger years. Same. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we st I, I was one of the people that helped Electric Zoo founders launch Electric Zoo. And, oh, you know, I, I really got lucky because I had really great partnerships when I was younger. So I was like 20. But the partners that I was working with, they were like 30 and they've been in the club since, since, you know, the glory days of New York, like of late eighties, early nineties. Oh. And because that was a really great, um, I so figured out life. how to build, I figured out how to build a community better. So I've made people promoters. Like I would go to people that would come to the clubs and I was like, you come here every week with a group of 20. Mm -hmm. Let me teach you how to be a promoter. And guess what? You don't have to pay to get in and you get drink tickets and I pay you for all your friends, but in return, help us promote the clubs. Yeah. You know? and, and, and that's how it all started. And you know, I had so many in between, I'll tell you some stories later, crazy stories. And then like Elro, many chapters like that. But what I really learned a long time ago is that the beautiful thing about all this is that when I am backstage with the industry friends, same people, when I was 18, when I'm 30, when I'm 40, same people. It's like really family, right? Mm -hmm. And so what I really wanted to do is launch a festival discovery network platform rather so that the regular people, regular people, I mean, so that the fans 
can have a better understanding of which festivals were created for people like them. Because every festival is created for different people, right? Yeah. And I don't like that uh, people get basically pulled into, hey, you're going to Ultra, but they don't like Ultra and Ultra is not made for them. So they're going to come to Ultra. Mm -hmm. They're going to spend their money. They're going to spend the tickets, the budgets, the time. They're not going to like it. They're going to yeah. tell everybody it sucked. Yeah. So nobody wins. <laughs> the festival organizers don't win because they're sure. never going to come back. Yeah. So I wanted to launch this uh, platform specifically to help people go to the festivals that's made for them. And maybe you want to go to a festival in Israel, like in the desert, you know, mm -hmm. and you want to go to a festival where you can like watch, I don't know, sharks or whales or dolphins or zipline. I wanted to like connect all of that. Oh, cool. uh, but because right now, you know, I, 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 I had so much going on at all times. I just wanted to really, at some point, almost retire from doing what I'm doing and focus on that platform. And then pandemic happened. So I said, you know what, why I have a little more time now. Why don't they bring it up? But I'm realizing no one's traveling anywhere. So building a platform is counterproductive. So we've decided instead to start it with the content piece. So in Festival Advisor, there's a content piece called Insider. And what Insider basically was for me is I wanted to gather really good people that understand the community and the industry and start curating content that the industry and the fans would read and it would connect them, bring them closer. So like Emma knows, it's like a broken record. Like I hate that the fans will complain to the organizers that like, there's only 15 headliners, not 25. Like, mm -hmm. this is not what it's supposed to be. And yeah. on the flip side, I don't like that the festivals disregard the feedback of all the fans. I know you can't please everyone. I just, I feel like there's a better connection you can create. And yeah. because I can't do much, this was my way of contributing. And that's how we got to you. So we launched all this stuff. And then somebody on my team said, hey, why don't we do this thing called Talent Scout? Because the promoters, the industry folks, they want to know who is breaking through but mm -hmm. the fans also want to know who's breaking through i said it's a great idea let's call it the talent scout they're like okay great so we did talent scout uh, they covered somebody first and then they covered you second and like i didn't read it i just like oh cool i think it sounds like it's a french chick like El Pijoli. All right, <laughs> fine. and it, it kind of went on you know and i'm such a big believer of a universe and everything happens for a reason and it's come over life. Like I was never like that, but I'm like mm -hmm. that now. And I like myself better this way. I'm much more happier. And so we did that and I kind of forgot about this. And then I listened to a lot of DJ sets a lot and uh, when I'm working. And so I had like YouTube working and what happens is that YouTube or SoundCloud and when I hear a track, I don't recognize a Shazam it. And then through Shazam, I find on Spotify. So somebody played your track, I guess. I think that's what happened. And I'm like, oh, cool. That's what the French chick is doing. This is a pretty good <laughs> sound. I'm like, nice. So I added you to a couple of playlists. I do that so I don't forget the names, you know? And then I had a conversation with Austin and I was inviting Black Caviar to do um, oh, wow, cool. a live stream episode. And he said, you know, what about LP? I'm like, dude, I love her. I love, her. <laughs> I love that check yeah but, but, but listen to this but this 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 great this is all like in the past few weeks right mm -hmm. so so like i'm like i love her let's definitely do it i'm like the only problem is i promise beatport it's only for people in america because there you got european covered and he's like dude but she's in america i'm like yeah. oh okay 
Well, I assumed that she's from Europe. <laughs> I have no idea why. So well, my I'm using my mom's maiden name, Giobi, which is Italian. So you were right in that way. Yeah. Right. So, but yeah. it gets better. <laughs> Hold on. Like, if you think this is the end, but all this entire time, I've never, ever, ever actually heard a set from you. Never, never. So now, maybe maximum two weeks ago, probably less. I am rarely on a computer. I'm on a computer and the sets are playing, playing, playing. And at one point I'm like, I'm like, who is this? So I'm putting on and there's this chick and she's like, you know, <laughs> I'm like, this is so cool. Who is this? And then I see it's you and I'm like, this cannot be. Like, it just cannot be. Right. Like, the universe is like, you must connect. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what happened. 100%. Like, literally. So I'm like, I told Emma, cause we had like a long list. I'm like, dude, please. Let's like focus on first. It. Now yep. I'm dying to know the story. <laughs> Honored. Honored. Thank you. That is like, and just like a brief Emma, I don't know if you know this, but I met, I think I did I meet you at the um Fisher Nora and Pure show. Were you there in Vegas? I went, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. So I went with Tucker. Um, I tour Sophie Tucker a lot and Tucker had just moved to LA. And so we thought, like, oh, how fun we can like drive to Vegas, how easy and great. And we drove out there and um Elro is like obviously the coolest party in the world, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was so pumped to get to just wow. go to it. And and then uh, Tucker introduced us. And I was, I honestly felt like I was like, one of my favorite celebrities I've met is you because I think you put on the coolest stuff. So this is like, when I all full circle, I feel really honored to be here and talking to you, truly. Like I'm a huge fan of what you're making. And likewise, and look, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of bringing things together, and then her agent, Emma, is Jonas. And like, honestly, I don't know if there is a better agent right now for, for, for the talents here. It's a great match, right? There's I'm a lot so of- I'm so glad to hear you say that because I ha I left my old agent to go to him and I've been on and it was really hard. To, I felt really bad. It was a hard decision. Mm -hmm. So I'm really, it makes me feel really good to hear that. Yeah, no, really Jonas, like a lot of, there's a lot of great agents, but Jonas gets this, I know, yeah. you know? And uh, I was just, so happy to hear that and then Austin and just, it, it kind of all came together. But honestly, the best thing I can tell you, the best story from all of this is I sincerely send Juan, who is the founder of El Row, I send him the YouTube and I said, look, man, she's pretty good. I think it really fits the sound because, you know, we don't, we work with a lot of artists. <laughs> right, you're gonna make me cry right here. No, but listen, I mean, like, I'm telling you a story. <laughs> we this haven't is, even started yet. This is like amazing. Like, <laughs> you know, it, it just it's getting crazy and crazy. And I send it to him, and he replies like, "Yeah, you're right. I really like her." And then you, and then while because he's on Spanish time, so while he's sleeping, you send me the Instagram message about Del Ro, and I send it to him, and he was like in tear emojis. So I really <laughs> all. I literally, I can't even, I feel like, oh, yeah, Andrew, I'm like, you'll believe who I'm DMing right now, like freaking out. <laughs> that's that crazy. So wow, awesome. that's, that's really, that's so, I mean, when I started making house music, I was like, I was raised by deadheads. I'm sure we'll get into this at some point, but like starting mm -hmm. making house music. And I feel like the parties, what really drew me to it was this like community feeling that you're part of something greater than yourself, blah, blah, blah. And you guys do that, like, that's what I experienced at Elro, you know? And I'm like, imagine what this is like, you know, and Vegas, I think would be a hard place to make that happen. And you still did, which to me is like proof of the, of the power of the community mm -hmm. and like, just like the people you attract. And I just like, I want to be around those people. It just made me feel really good and whole. Thank you. Thank you. I think we're really, 
intrigued by your story. This is a cool. very different setup and it's not easy to make me dance. I'm not like a dancer, I not. <laughs> uh, but man, like I listened to a couple that were playing and it was just a mix of completely different genres of house. And if you would have, if, if you would to get the younger person to listen to it, I could easily sell it as all classics, even though it wasn't classics. And you know what I mean? Because it was just so oh many God. tracks of different time zones, but it really blended together. It just, it was very unique. Where did this all start? Yeah. Oh man, great. I thank you for seeing me. First of all, you, you clearly are a music head and you get it. Um, and it's funny because I just released a track recently and people are like, it's a house classic. And like, it's not, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm honored that people are like even thinking that, but like, I'm like, Ooh, I also don't want to, uh, you know, I think it's, I think house is like a really special sacred thing. And like, mm -hmm. <laughs> there's actually, this isn't technically a classic. And now it's, it sort of pushed me though into wanting to go that direction moving forward. Um, anyways, so it started for me where do I even begin? I'll give you my little like short blurb of how I got here. If that, Please if that's do. okay. Yep. So I was uh, born and raised in Eugene, Oregon. Beautiful. <laughs> Most people don't know where that is, but it exists. <laughs> and I was raised by deadheads. My parents ended up there because they were following the Grateful Dead around in their twenties, truly selling grilled cheese sandwiches to like keep going on tour. And wow. um, they ended up in Eugene and my mom worked at a record, sh record shop. And, you know, eventually they, they kind of like grew up and had had children and, and did the whole thing but every Sunday instead of like um instead of going to church we uh we would put on the Grateful Dead and like as a family and you know listen to music and dance and stuff and that was our that was my spiritual practice um so music has always been really entwined in that um and then I went to school to study jazz piano performance and so I spent I started playing the piano in second grade um and ended up at UC Berkeley to study jazz and I spent the next four years really intellectualizing music. So I, I, you know, I could tell you exactly what chord, what notes to play over these chord changes. You know, I had to do a lot of playing in front of people to get judged for a grade. And like, it kind of all was very theorized in my head. Um, I studied it like almost like you would classical music or something. Mm -hmm. And then my friend took me to my first DJ set, Tornado Wallace in San Francisco. And I remember showing up <clears throat> and walking into the club and being so confused I'm like where is the music coming from like there's just one guy up there like where's the band like why I hear I hear a piano where's the piano? I didn't understand the concept that you had a USB stick with all of your you know wave files on it or whatever and right. that truly I so I stood there so confused at first and my friend who's now he's uh, now a big agent he has flume and a bunch of other you know guys whatever but he was sort of my entry into into house music he stood next to me and he broke down what he referred to as body music you know like like talking about the kick and where the hi-hats hit and how it makes your body feel and it's mm -hmm. like a meditative thing and and so after studying music and intellectualizing it for four years I was blown like wait this is not for your, this is not to like intellectualize. It's like to feel. Mm -hmm. And what's so sad and scary is that like, I had stopped doing that as I studied music, you know, for a grade. And so um, it just like, it really, I mean, I remember having like a very cathartic, like sobbing practically on the dance floor. Like, this is what I want to be a part of. And this is what I've completely lost touch with. And, and how do I, like, how do I do this? <laughs> 
So I was playing, after I graduated, I was playing some jazz gigs, um, just like solo piano jazz gigs at some bars in San Francisco. And a gentleman named Peter Franco came into one of the bars one night and asked if I wanted to join an all-female electronic band and move down to LA. And he, um, I did some research on him and it turned out that he was an engineer and producer for Daft Punk. And I had heard of them, but barely. <laughs> this is like, yes. I was like listening to jam bands and, you know, rock and roll and jazz pretty much exclusively still. And um, I decided, and I, you know, I told him, I don't even know how to turn on a synthesizer. Like, I don't think I'm qualified for this job. And he said, no, if you know music theory, the rest will be super easy for you. Don't worry about it. And luckily I believed him <laughs> because I made the leap. I moved on to LA. I spent the next three years um, learning sound design and synthesis and Pro Tools and Ableton and, um, you know, trapped myself in a garage and just did the work. The first synthesizers I ever touched were the Moogs from the um, Daft Punk Pyramid Tour, which was wow. like pretty much sucked me right. Like, like all their notes on like, you know, what settings to use for which songs were still on there. Um, and I think that that was like a huge drug for me that sucked me right in. I got, I got addicted. <laughs> so then I became obsessed with synthesis and, and, and sound design really. Um, and I was working with this band. I sort of became the producer of the band, um, because I, I just thought it was cool and I cared and I was a little bit nerdier and, um, uh, and so then I was playing, the band was playing a festival and, um, there, Sophie Tucker was playing an after party at the same festival and there, uh, <laughs> what year is this? This was, Let's see, this was 20, 2017. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, 2017. Yeah. And um, my agent called, our agent for the band was like, uh, they need a DJ to fill in last minute at this, like, I guess the opening DJ for the after party fell off. Like, do any of you girls know how to DJ? And I said, yeah, I do. I lied. <laughs> I said, yeah, I do. And I was like, I can figure this out. Like, right, I have a few hours, which is ridiculous to think about now. Cause I love Sophie Tucker. I had, Drinky had just come out. I had just heard it. And I was like, I need to, I need to get in that room. And so I, um, <laughs> literally I had, had Serato on my computer and I just sort of, I don't know what I did, but there's not a single person on the dance floor at my set. My mom had come to the festival. So she was the only person there and she was feeding me chicken nuggets on the dance floor. And I remember thinking, <laughs> what am I doing with my life? Like, is this going to be it for me? And, you know, I did my best and then I left and I got a DM from Sophie Tucker saying, we were backstage. We listened to your entire set. We loved your song selection. Um, do you want to come on tour with us? We're doing our first U.S. tour. And I'm like, this has to be somebody. This has to be a joke, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I wrote back and was like, if you're serious, of course. I don't really know how to DJ, to be honest. I just sort of, I don't, I'm surprised that you even liked it. Um, I'm actually in this band and whatever. And they were like, well, we really just have room for one person. So if you want to come, you can come. So on that tour is where I failed night after night after night in front of people learning how to DJ and like really understanding what the art is of the DJ, that it's, it's really about a full journey and it's really about getting them to trust you and then pushing them. And that took me years to understand really, you know, mm -hmm. like the, the psychology of it. Um, but as I'm playing, I started learning like, what do, what, what works on a dance floor, like how do, you know, forms of house tracks really work and why do they work and the mix-ins and the mix-outs. And so I just started kind of slowly making my own music that I wanted to like start feeding into my sets. Um, and then I, um, 
you know, I, I am obviously a piano player and a, and a trained musician. And I was really missing that part of like being in the band and getting to like play instruments. I mean, I, in this band, I was like, I had like seven synths and everything was live and like MIDI clocks through. It was a crazy setup, you know? So then going from that to DJing, I, I sort of missed a little bit of that. And so I started slowly incorporating the piano and a drum machine and a bass synth into my set. So now I have, you know, so I can still do some kind of like tying back to the roots of my jam band uh legacy which is you know I, I have some freedom to like put on a, a loop of a beat add an acapella make some piano chords you know record them through the djs 1000 so i can loop them and and kind of just like improvise like like it's a jam band almost mm -hmm. and I, i'm trying to do more and a little bit more and more of that into my sets obviously a lot of the sets i play are still like in the u.s and they're like an hour long and you kind of just like get in there and bang it out but my dream scenario would be to start touring in Europe and like really get to, um, you know, play these four hour sets where like, it's an actual journey because like, I actually think that that's what I was meant to do and that's how I was raised. And, I, and I'm excited to like sort of incorporate all of that. in. I remember reading my dad to um, the first festival, one of the first festivals I played and he, it was electronic festival and he, he stepped on the field and he goes, oh my God, I get it. If I was born now, I would be a raver instead of a hippie. Like instead of taking acid, we would take Molly. I get it, you know? And I was like, there actually is so much crossover in the communities, you know, like you're part of something greater than yourself. You're a peace, love, unity, you know, respect. All of that is so tied in with like the deadheads and the jam band scene. And mm -hmm. it's really cool to see through his eyes how much synergy there really is. And I, and I feel like that's why, I, I think that's why I ended up here. Yeah. Wow. So this was a lot of information. The only thing Amazing. I got with my ADD brain is that you had really cool parents. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let me like take two steps back. I want to tell you something though, because I'm going to forget. I want you to try to find, I, I don't know if it's possible, but if you can find and listen to a DJ set by John Hopkins. Oh, I love John Hopkins. You know, I've never seen a DJ say, set. Well, never seen a DJ set by him. You'll fall in love because he, you know, a lot of, especially in the house music, real house music, a lot of the DJs do play very long sets and his journeys and, you know, guys like Marco uh, just keep going until can't stand anymore and Joseph, mm -hmm. you know, everybody. But John Hopkins, he sets that I have heard as of late, especially integrate different styles of music that usually would never be played together in the same set. But I feel like you would really love it, you know. See, but that to me is what it's all about. It's like I I got my hands on all these crazy acapellas from the studio that I was working at for a minute, and like you know, like the Black Keys and even Grateful Dead stuff and uh, Jackson Five and what and like you know, where's the right moment to like throw these things in that people know and like bring up a certain part of their brain, but like while doing something completely different is like ah oh, like this where to do that, when to do that, why to do that. Like that's what I'm obsessed with right now <laughs> you know yeah, I I, so, so so we go on a tour with sophie tucker mm -hmm. completely out of the blue get invited we go on a tour when you play before them no one really knows who you are right <laughs> also i was terrible probably so, so <laughs> how what happened next like okay the tour ended then what happens yeah totally so the tour ended and i and you know man, I'll tell you what I've learned from this journey is that belief is really what it like belief is the, is the biggest currency that you need for doing this line of doing this work. You have to believe in yourself. You know, you have to have belief it's possible. 
And Soph and Tuck gave that to me. Like, there's truly no reason they should have believed in me. I don't, I honestly don't know. I had no talent at the time. I did, I barely understood house music or dance music. And they just saw something in me that I didn't really see in myself at first. And they, they saw it so clearly that I had no choice, but to see it also, you know, I started mm-hmm. believing it. And I started thinking this is, this is maybe possible. And so, I mean, any free second I had, I would be in the studio, like listening and learning and studying and trying to emulate and, you know, just like became obsessed with trying to make this work. And, you know, they continued to give me, um, they, they kind of asked me like, whenever we go on tour, we'd love for you to like be our DJ and like, you know, always be the ones to pump up the crab if we feel like you understand us and get us. And so I took that responsibility very seriously and um, I was really honored. And also they're two of the most beautiful humans on the planet, two mm-hmm. of the most positive, healthy, wonderful, just like life-giving people. And um, just getting to be around them was so invigorating. And uh, so, you know, we'd, we'd go on tour and then I'd come home and I would like try to learn and practice. And I mean, I, I probably spent 18 hours a day just practicing and studying the greats, you know, I just, wow. <laughs> I think it, it, you know, the 10,000 hour rule is so true. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. so, um, it also just takes a lot of time to find who you are. Like the last few releases I've even done are the music I'm making now is, is a journey away from that, to be honest. And uh, you know, I'm okay with that. I think that's just part of the process and I'm, I'm pumped up about the new stuff, but it's, um, it just, it just takes that, you know, that, that dedication and that, um, and, and the, and just the hours, it just takes time. And I'm a very impatient person. I'm like, I want it to be done, done now. And I'm like, yeah. oh, this is a, this is a lifelong journey. You know, it's like thinking back in like 10, it just, and, and honestly, what really brought it all together is the pandemic because what mm-hmm. happened okay. was I was on tour with Soph and Tuck in December, we were in Vienna and, um, I had popped off the tour for a night to see a friend. And then I got on a train to meet back up with them. And it like, the snow is falling. It was so beautiful. And I, I opened up my, I like took over an entire table and I had the TR8S and a little synth bass in my computer. And the TR8S actually acts as an audio interface. So I was able to like record like this like, little tiny piano and whatever. So I'm like looking out the window and it's beautiful. And I, I start, I kind of like think back to my jazz days and like start making like more like chords with sevenths in them and like a little bit more because the main thing Tucker always told me was like you need to do less in your music like you're doing too much when I first started like you're the chords are too like play less notes just do everything less Interesting. so I had really been I had to work really hard at like how do you say something with with using the least amount of tools um and so I'm sitting there I'm seeing the snowfall like I kind of like wanted to feel more emotional I like recalled back to the jazz days and I and I remember showing up at the venue and saying to Tucker, I wrote something I love, but honestly, it's like almost too beautiful for this project. And like, I don't really know what to do with it. So, you know, I essentially like threw it away. Mm-hmm. And then when the pandemic hit, I remember thinking how inappropriate it is, or it felt inappropriate to like make house bangers for a dance floor that didn't exist. And so <clears throat> I pulled this track back out of the trash. I sent it to Little Boots and it ended up being Meet Again. And Meet Again is a song that like, made me understand that I could be a little bit more beautiful if I wanted and that I could it just made me be able to be myself Mm -hmm. and it's the track that connected with people the most and like I don't think there's a I mean I know like everybody always told me it's like so cheesy but like the more authentically you you can be like that's when it will happen for you and and it just it took that uh experience of like kind of feeling like okay, well, all I literally did before was tour and now there is no touring. So like, I kind of have to start over (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I kind of have to figure out how to make music that can connect with people. And, and, and that song did. 
Wow. I'm just sitting here thinking like you did the damn thing. You did the damn thing. Like you like were invited and you were just like, I'm going to learn and I'm going to figure it out and I'm just going to keep working at it. And I absolutely love that story. Was there a moment on that tour with them that you remember you're like, okay, I'm, I'm getting a little bit better at this or like, I I'm starting to feel this or was the whole tour you were just trying to figure it out the whole time? Yeah. Great question. Um, you know, there's like, there were like, se- like moments as in like seconds, like little seconds where I'm like, oh, like I get, like I, I, I could, I could feel myself like recalling the right next song. And like, it kind of felt like this, but that literally only lasted for seconds. And then most <laughs> of the time I was up there, I would feel like, what am I, like, I would feel like weird and awkward and embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, I, I became like, okay with that and used to that. And, um, and then I would, you know, I'd get off stage and like go on the tour bus and like, just like try to like crate dig more and like listen to other people's sets. And like every single day I made it a, a, a I made myself um, listen to somebody's set, like watch their entire, like watch the Blessed Madonna play or watch Honey Dijon play like an entire set, you know, mm-hmm. like literally like trying to see like, what, what is, what, what is Madonna, the Blessed Madonna doing when she's like mixing in right there? What song, like Shazamming all the songs and then like taking that, having that song lead me to like another song and, and yeah. then like starring the ones that like, I want to try to make myself my own version of that. And, um, it was, it was an awesome process. And also like, I didn't really think anything would come of what I was doing. I was just like being a DJ and you know, that's, that's also a ridiculously funny thing kind of, you know, everybody (laughs) wants to be a DJ. And so I didn't really, I just sort of tried to enjoy the process and, and have fun with it. And, you know, one thing leads you to the other thing and not try to be obsessed with the outcome. And obviously that's when, you know, the best stuff happens for you when you're just like open to the journey. Wow. which I happen to be. And I'm, I'm pretty anal retentive. So like, I don't, I was one of the first times in my life that I felt like open and just like ready to, you know, whatever brought me, I would accept. Yes. And totally. which is what you have to do as a DJ, you know, you have to do yes. And hundred percent. Yeah. And I just think the timing of this is so interesting too, because it's almost like with this pandemic, it's just presented a completely different opportunity to you because I'm sure like once this is over, I'm just going to be super interested. I have to see a live set of yours just to see how it's going to be different now post pandemic, but now you're doing live streams as well. So how has that, how has, um, live streaming played into everything for you as well this year? Dude, I, when my manager called me, I had like 65 shows canceled right when the pandemic hit and she calls me and she's like, you're going to have to live stream. And I was like, are you out of your mind over my debt? Literally my job as a DJ is to read a dance floor and like feel their energy and like, mm-hmm. what do you mean live stream? That's absurd. And then she was right. But the thing is, that's been awesome about the live streaming is that, you know how the Beatles went and played night after night after night in that like really shitty dive bar, wherever, wherever. And mm-hmm. that's like kind of like their uh, origin story <clears throat> and why they like got so good. I feel like that's what I'm doing right now. It's like, sometimes it's kind of soul sucking, like not playing to a dance floor, but it has forced me to be exponentially better at this thing. Like I really have to create dig to play something different every time. Cause I'm deep, like on Saturdays, I do two hours with insomniac and then two hours with blondish's abracadabra. And it's, you know, I want to play the same people are tuning in. So it's like, I really want to bring something different every time. Um, and it's forcing me to like get better at improvising over tracks on the piano. And it's just like every single day I'm engaging in it versus, Mm -hmm. you know, like on the weekends or, or whatever. And like, also when you're touring, you're like, you can like, you know, that these songs work the other night in the other city. So I'm just going to kind of, and like, you cannot mail it in. (laughs) Right. And so that's been, um, 
it's been awesome. Like I'm like, actually the last, I just, uh, the set that I just recorded for Beatport um, is I, <laughs> I literally at the end of it, I have a friend who like records, helps me do all the streaming and records all of it, does mm-hmm. the visuals, Xander, he's the best. Um, when I finished it, I was like screaming, like, unleash me. I'm ready. Like, I'm ready. I could just feel like the next level of improvement has happened for me. And I just like, can't wait to get out there and like lick people's faces and just, you know, <laughs> be in that energy. Yep. Yep. Oh, it's so, I was going to say your visuals are awesome too. Cause you just, you got to picture the, like, it's definitely what you're in front of a green screen, probably like in your home <laughs> somewhere, but then you have like a fish tank or it's like, all, like, then you're in a rainforest. <laughs> Forest, totally, another totally. one. Yes. It's yeah. So I'm actually awesome. streaming at this like old church that we bought in Austin that is next door to where we live. Oh, and wow. So we have some friends like come by every once in a while and they're like, oh, this is because it's just a green screen behind me. You know, it's like, it's not interesting. Yeah. But it's yeah. always funny when they see that. Wow. Yeah. I was going to say too, because they, you have your piano playground set that you do. We, we just started releasing, um, live stream or we're re-releasing live stream roundups. And we had that in this weekend, but you're so right with the people who tune in every single week. It's, I don't know. I feel like it's weirdly intimate because this year gave us the ability to have this shared almost relationship with our favorite artists because now we're in their homes and we're seeing them on a weekly basis in real time. I don't know. I just find it weirdly intimate. I'm, I'm glad that's one good word for that. You know, nobody's ever said that. And actually that's so true. I feel like, and like, there are certain people that always tune in and I don't know, maybe like, I just know their chat names, you know, Mm -hmm. but I feel like I know, I know what kind of comments they're going to make. I know what tracks they're going to like. I know it's, it's actually you can kind of, you still can feel it. You know, you can, you even though fans, I can't see them. <laughs> it's starting work. to happen. We're building it's, a real community. This is fascinating. Yeah, it's you really can, cool. You mm-hmm. can tell, like, you know, there's not much that um, I can attribute to as a God's giving talent, but I read people really well. It's tough for me to sit down quiet. My ADD is like, uh, <laughs> But, you know, the one thing that I feel from you is you just have so much love and it turns into this energy and it's so easy to feel. And I think that's the reason why you want to go on tour and you can't wait to play because, you know, you'll see it just, it'll, it'll come out. And, you know, I have a lot going on. I want the projects I have is I'm working with this uh, young uh, developing artist in New York, uh, his name is Mime, and it's the same thing. Like I tell him, listen, just as you go into the studio and you do more and more and more and more, you're gonna realize, oh my god, shit, I can do this and I can do that, and it's just gonna be naturally evolving because it's either you got the talent or you don't, and if you have, it's just about putting in the hours, and then it just comes in. My my good friend Gene Mihov had this toast. He used to say a lot. There was something like. Let our desires be shocked by our abilities. It's like very similar. You just gotta keep going. And like as you, Ooh, I love that. I'm writing that down. As you play in front of more people, and you, as you say, feel the dance floor. You will, you will, you know, you'll. 
evil, evil, oh my God, you got such a journey ahead of you. You just like baby starting out. You know what's crazy? It's like, it's funny <laughs> to think like three years ago, if I look back, I'm like, I thought that I like knew my stuff then. And now I'm like, you knew nothing. You, you know? And so I always think like in 10 years, I'm probably gonna look back at this moment and be like, you were an actual infant, you know? And I, and mm-hmm. I think like, oh, I'm getting it. And I'm no, and like, I, you're never gonna get it. And that's the beauty. It's like, it's this evolving crazy ass thing. And I need to play like a thousand more dance floors and have a, Oh, I'm, I'm real. I'm just, I'm so excited. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm excited for you. I was gonna say, but the thing I think that a lot of us have in common is you just, you went for it. Cause there are so many people who won't, or are going to be too afraid, even if they are extremely talented and they are working really hard, they might just be afraid to take that next step and just like hold back a little bit. So you, you went for it, which is amazing. Well, It's my friend. Uh, she has a phrase for that. And, uh, okay. So in right after I saw the tornado Wallace in San Francisco, mm-hmm. I became obsessed with the house music and started throwing these like crazy, queer, weird underground disco parties with one of my best friends and um unfortunately we named the party isis and this was literally right before 2011 when the terrorist group took over and we named it isis after the egyptian goddess queen Mm -hmm. but then you know um we actually only got uh we started getting only middle eastern names joining our page and then facebook shut it down so it was the end of our party but for like the few months that we had this party we had i mean we had some pbr street gang we had um jacques renault we had um kim ann foxman we i mean some just awesome artists um and uh (laughs) my friend who i threw the party with uh she called that energy tits first so she like for instance uh the first cdjs i bought i called her and i was like hey um this guy selling these these cdjs on craigslist like will you come with me to buy them and she was like what are cdjs and i said i don't really know but i think you need them to dj and she was like you are so tits first you have no idea what you're doing and you're just gonna leap into it (laughs) so that's a phrase we've thrown around yeah we need the merch we need the merch I will wear a shirt. That's it. Totally. There, um, there is one. So I will send Ooh, it to you. Amazing. Oh I'm my God. That's so cool. Wait, so wait, Emma, how, what is your, how did you get involved in all of this? Oh my God. Um, MJ and I basically met like a month ago. So he, when he started, um, you know, revamping everything with festival advisor and insider, he, I think stumbled upon my page. So I create content for the EDM community. Um, I'm cool. from New Jersey and just, yeah, just from going to a bunch of music festivals, started creating YouTube videos about four years ago. There weren't as many people on YouTube helping you prepare to attend yeah. festivals. So I was yeah. like, oh, there's like, you know, a need for this. And then it just blew up from there. And um, then I started my own podcast um, for ravers and have just been churning out content for the last four years. Wait, and that's how you, MJ found me. <laughs> are you going to be, are you in New Jersey right now? Mm-hmm. So I'm flying to New Jersey in a few weeks to record with uh, Barbara Tucker and Francis Mercier. We have a track uh, that we're working on. I don't know, like, I know we're in COVID time, so it's up, but if, if you want to do like a socially distanced coffee or whatever, I'm I would around. love that. Yeah. Oh my God, I would love that. Yeah, so no, I make sure to connect. Yes, you know, 100%. Really cool. I don't want to interrupt you, which again takes a lot for me. For me, <laughs> I'm sorry, I talk a lot. You know, no, 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 this was really great and i was really enjoying it that's why i didn't interrupt but it's funny as you are telling a, a story about tucker who for no apparent reason comes in and tells you we loved you you're it come with us it was the same thing i saw her i listened to her i'm like that's a star i called so my team cool. i called you know that's dimitri it. i'm like dude i found it so like, <gasps> what did you find like, trust me i'm gonna cry for you 
honestly, that is the biggest, when somebody sees you and you're full entirely, and then guess what? You become what they see because mm -hmm. like, that's the mirror effect. And it's, it's so powerful. Complete, she totally gets it. And this is, it's just so important in what we do that people that talk about it are authentic and sincere yeah. and from the heart and she's got it and uh, so she cool. didn't have ATD, so it's a big plus. So <laughs> together, you know, we can balance it. But yeah, that's exactly how, exactly the same way. I yep. saw her, I heard her talk and I said, exactly. I'm like, this is like, I've been trying to get this out. I just don't have the time. So I yeah. went to her, I said, listen, what you're doing, I'm gonna do it. I don't have the time. Totally. Just, let's do it together. Mm -hmm. You guys, we'll I can't wait to share and support this. However, I can. It's such a great idea. And honestly, Thank it you. is so important. My my partner actually does a music festival, Snow Globe Music Festival. So it's like a, it's a, it's yep. in the snow, it's winter. And um, and like just seeing the community that has like taught each other like how to dress for it and have like, you know, they kind of like share this information mm -hmm. that is like so but I've never like never seen a platform to do that. You know, it's just, it's just it's a really cool idea and really necessary. Globe is here, right? Somewhere. Yeah, it's in was well, in Tahoe. Tahoe. Yep. No, I know it's crazy. Well, we we just talked um a little bit. It's another episode. I don't know if it's gonna be out before or after this, but we talked a little bit about um like influencers in the space or content mm -hmm. creators. And mm -hmm. we were just saying, you know, MJ comes from the industry, and then I'm a little bit more on like the community side, I guess. So we're kind of merging the two together. I but it but that. it is so true. There is this whole new, I mean, same for you. Like not only are you an artist, but now you also have to have these social profiles and be in touch with your fans and then have this whole you know, persona that you have to keep up with as well. And it's kind of similar in the festival space. It's like a lot of it is word of mouth. And if these content creators or influencers are talking about the events and sharing their experiences, a lot of people are going to listen to what they're saying. So it, totally. it is nice trying to merge the creators of the festivals with the content creators who are totally them and doing all this stuff. It's a crazy world. Is just changing this completely. And the thing is, no one knows how it's going to change because there's going to yeah. be a lot of paradigm shifts in the next few years, but I just yeah. I heard today talk, you know, who I want to say it was ESPN or CNBC. Something was on while I was making myself some lunch and they were talking about Shakira. And I was like, you know, Shakira, obviously goddess on all the songs, but now she's someone that has 70 million followers or whatever the number was. Yeah. People know her for her. And then yeah. able to come in and do these performances or Super Bowls or whatever. It's just the digital. Totally. Just now you have a totally different kind of. There's no expiration, like mm -hmm. right. You're an artist, and you go. You have your fans and your followers <laughs> and your supporters. Nice. They're never yeah. gonna leave you. It's not like before. If it's real, it doesn't get played out. Oh, People interesting you know? perspective. I love that. Well, I mean, you know, especially being a woman in this industry, sometimes it's, I feel really grateful to be in the dance community because I feel like there's less of an expiration date uh, on you. You know, I, I really mm -hmm. feel like I look at, you know, Blessed Madonna and I look at Nina Kravitz and I look at, you know, Amelia Lenz and- Ani Dijon. Honey mm -hmm. to like, it's just like, I almost, it's like they are, the more that they do this and the more experience they have and the older they get, the more respected they become. And like, that is so- different than necessarily in the pop world. Um, and it's, it's just, I, I feel really grateful for that and to have those like, ins, you know, inspirational mm -hmm. people. Women are popping off hundred <laughs> percent. It's <laughs> happening. You guys, yeah. I, I started a, a nonprofit called Fem House to teach women how to produce. I have that on my still... list. Yes. Let's talk about it. Go. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. So we just got this crazy, I just, man, this year has been hard in a lot of ways, obviously pandemic based and everything, 
But the crazy, there have been some crazy silver linings. And one of them is Coca-Cola just ended up discovering FemHouse because we had to move online and do all of our workshops and online courses and everything, everything online. And so they ended up discovering us and writing a big check because they want to support and they want us to, um, you know, expand our programming and they wanted just to help that. It was, I mean, I was just doing this, like I was just, you know, paying money out of my pocket just to make this happen because I see that there's a a huge, you know, inequality Mm -hmm. in this right now. And I just cared about it and to see, you know, and then Moog came on board and Roland and native instruments and Ableton and guitar center. And we're starting a really cool scholarship program for women of color to get all the gear they need to start producing. And then the mentorship and the, and connecting them with other people in the music industry and other producers. And it's just been, Congrats. That is fucking huge. It's just been like the one of the, we got to actually become incorporated into a 501c3 nonprofit. And just seeing that these massive brands care, you know, has been, it's just blown my mind. Like I remember the first time I heard that Grimes produced her own records and I was, this is at the time when I was in the band and um, we were always in the studio with, with male producers, which I had great experiences with, but Mm -hmm. I truly didn't even conceptualize myself as as in the role of the producer until I heard that Grimes did it herself. And I thought I was raised by hippies who were like, you can do anything and you could be anything. And I still didn't even think I could go for that role because I just subconsciously never saw myself That's there. That's what my kids are gonna say. We were raised by hippies and they told <laughs> us. <"That's literally laughs> Which is the greatest gift you could be given. I mean, especially mm-hmm. the more artists that I meet in this space, like how much they had to overcome their parents, you know, not really digging what they did. And I feel so grateful. Your kids are very lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so I, I, then I just became hellbent and obsessed on A, becoming that visual representation for somebody else and B, starting a space that would help, you know, would help that feedback loop and, you know, the education piece of it so that hopefully in a decade from now, we're seeing more and more women behind the, you know, running the gear. That is so cool. Can you talk a little bit about the courses that you've done so far? And if you have anything coming up too? plug yeah, away. Cool. <laughs> um, so we do free monthly workshops. Um, they're all based in Ableton and, you know, everything from sound design to, um, mixing, engineering, recording, um, all the basics to be able to speak the language of the studio and, you know, start your own songs. And then if you want to dive in, we have online courses that go into each topic a little bit more in depth. And, um, we are on our third set of online courses and we roll those out every other month. And then the workshops are every month. Um, this is femhouse.com. We'll, we'll show you uh, how to sign up and all that stuff. Um, and then actually on February 6th, I'm really excited about this. I'm uh, launching LPGOB presents Femhouse Radio on Diplo's Revolution on Sirius XM. Oh my Every God. Saturday night, I'll get to interview um, another uh, female artist in, in the dance space. Um, and we'll be, it's an hour long, uh, house music set. So, wow. uh, with it, with an interview by, by a different artist every time. And the first, the first artist is Annabelle England. Um, and mm-hmm. so that, that one will be on February. The first one will just be me. And then the, the second one will be Annabelle. Um, God. yeah. So I'm really, and that'll be every Saturday night with a replay on Mondays. Um, yeah. yeah. So I'm really, I'm really pumped about that. And then we have a few, uh, bigger live streams with some live stream partners coming up that I'm not allowed to announce yet, but will soon. Amazing. <laughs> and then, um, some stage takeovers at, uh, uh, some festivals, hopefully in September, if those happen. Um, and then yes. the scholarship program that we're, that we're going to be rolling out and taking, um, applications for. So 
That is so cool to hear. Oh my God. I literally, I was going back through your Instagram and I saw a video of you when your song was first played on the radio. I think it was on Diplo's, one of his streams. You got, it was on Diplo's Revolution and I was in the car with Tucker in Florida where I was out there to, to write with them. And um, yeah, that was a, I can't, I can't tell you what that moment was for me. I was, I mean, I'm going to cry thinking about it. It's like, I, <laughs> I just like wanted to like learn how to make music. I just like want to be able to like, bounce out a song in a session like have it mm -hmm. made you know and then to hear yeah. it on the radio and then they called me to offer me my own show like what? that's what I'm saying this is so full circle because I think that was back in August or something like that so I was gonna say I know it's like weird to kind of it's kind of like meta to take yeah. yourself out of the situation but to then to hear that you have a show coming up on that that is you guys so cool. it was my manager called me she's like are you sitting down because I had meet again was it became the most played song on their station and then I released another one that became pretty popular too and so then they just reached out and were like hey does she want to do this I just it still makes me it makes me like feel like oh my gosh like that's too good to be true <laughs> I mean just the fact no. that I get to share music you know that I get to make music is insane it's mm -hmm. insane <laughs> it goes back to what you said before if you just can have faith and then yeah. things are happening, like, you know, it's meant to be, just go, right? And that's exactly <laughs> totally. how things fall in place. It's like the most amazing feeling. And then, you know, once I've learned to experience that feeling, it's only been a couple of years. It's changed my life completely. I'm yeah, like you, so you touched on the universe thing. And that is, it is what, how did that happen for you? You know, I realized that I have so much on my plate. And if I'm going to stress out over everything and all the uncertainty, I'm just going to go nowhere. So I'm like, look, you know, it was always, oh my God, why does this happen to me? Because there's always downs all the time. And the totally. more you do and the more projects you work on, the more totally. curveballs you get, the more <laughs> yes. things. And I was like, what? And then one day I smoked a lot of weed and I said, <laughs> I'm the luckiest person in the world. Look at me. My wife is here. My kids are here. My parents are healthy. I have like i'm almost quiet i never like tell people how happy i am about my work because i don't want to jinx it like mm -hmm. i got everything you know money is just money they come they go whatever but I'm like wait a minute i'm actually the luckiest person i know like literally uh, mm -hmm. so then then like for the next two three years everything that has happened to me i somehow found a connection from four years ago where i said you know like in one year, you and I may somehow be standing in Ibiza somewhere, and you might be accepting some award. I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. and I'll say, but listen, and I'll say, you know, if I didn't start Festival Insider, which by the way, I had no idea what the purpose of it really was for me personally, because I don't make any money. If I didn't start it, and that talent scout didn't happen, and it only happened because I knew Kev Bain, and I only know Kev Bain from like, like all of a sudden my head starts connecting all the dots. I'm like, dude, if everything doesn't happen for a reason, it happens for a reason. And once- A thousand percent. <laughs> oh, I love that you got, I think that that is, honestly, it's almost impossible to have a bad life if you get it, if you get that concept, you know? If you like really understand that, 
universe does provide that, you know, like one thing leads to the next. This is a journey that we are so lucky to even be here. If that's your perspective, then everything is a blessing, you know? And I'm, I'm going to be honest, there are days when like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I could be a little bit more negative, yeah. but right now talking to you guys, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it happens. Yeah. It's true. It's like, that is a really beautiful place to come I from. Mm-hmm. I got to take a deep breath and say, but I'm so grateful for so many things. Does this really matter? Because like, will it really matter in two days even? Mm-hmm. Totally in two days, totally. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, this whole conversation is so funny. At the, the first time I spoke to MJ, he said something along those lines, kind of like uh, this was, meeting was like meant to happen or something. And I was like, that's when I knew because I had a similar like spiritual journey kind of thing recently as well. And like, even just the this conversation right now, you know, when you say something in front of your phone, you don't actually search for it, but then you get start getting ads yes. and they start popping up and you're like, what yes. is going on? I swear, once he mentioned you, I was like, okay. And then all of a sudden your live stream pops up on YouTube and then Insomniac Records shares your record. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then all of a sudden, <laughs> it's because now I'm aware of you and now you're in my universe. And yeah, it just was like just one of those things. Yeah, totally. Oh, that makes me feel so good. Like it's all worth it. I mean, there has been a lot of, you know, a lot of I've I've missed family functions and I've I've missed a lot of sleeping hours and I've I've um I've had to be really selfish to pursue at times to pursue this and Mm -hmm. knowing that it like brings me to people like you guys really just like it just reinvigorates this journey for me. Like I can't tell you how grateful I am. Very neutral, honestly. I feel very humbled. I meet people that I know they are all about giving love and not caring about other things but just giving mm-hmm. yeah. and i get angry just like you disappointed <laughs> with my like, totally. death, i swear to you i get i get goosebumps because like mm-hmm. this is the world i want to live in surrounded by people like that and that's partially why i love this the, the world that i'm in live it's not easy you know traveling and being in the festivals and the kids are here and you know my wife and it's just like mm-hmm. You know, just, and then like, there's so much self-blame that I had to do over the years, but yeah. it is all so worth it when you're standing on a, in a stage with the same people you shared the stage like 15, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, and it's all smiles and it doesn't matter how old anybody is. It's just, it's all so worth it. You so know, I it. totally, yeah. and I, you know, I, I remember talking, like I went to, I went to UC Berkeley and I studied jazz piano performance and I also studied, um, uh, a lot of like power and privilege classes and stuff like that. And I, and I remember talking to my mom and feeling like when I decided to like really pursue music as something I was going to like put all my hours in and really try it. Uh, I remember telling her like, but you know, is it, is it important enough work? Like, like, should I like go try to like, you know, be in politics to like, you know, change things that are maybe more tangible or should I, and I was really worried, like, is it just, is it changing people's worlds enough for the better? And I was kind of struggling with that. And my mom said to me, listen, going to see the Grateful Dead are the happiest memories that I've ever had. Mm -hmm. And I would leave those shows and feel like I was part of something greater than me. I would feel loved I would feel whole and secure. And that's all people want. You know, they just want to feel loved. Mm -hmm. And if you can be a part of that for somebody, that work is important. And, Mm -hmm. you know, really like taking, it took me a while to really understand that, but man, I have been on dance floors that have changed my life and that have made me feel like loved and whole. And I, I, I think it is really important. Yeah. hundred percent. Yep. I was going to say, and even just with this past year too, with all the fans, like they're missing that so much. So even the live streams you're doing, like whatever little things you can do to bring joy and you can still integrate, 
you know, Fem House, like you can, with your platform and as you grow, you're going to be able to pull in all these other things to make an even bigger impact. And, and then you'll have your show, which will be so, I think <laughs> well, that's I the best you. part about this. Like, I think when MJ mentioned about podcasting, I was like, podcasting is the best because even totally. no matter what mood you're in before, once you sit down to start talking to someone and you hear people's stories, you're just like, this is the coolest fucking thing ever. There's so many interesting totally. people in this world. It's just, I know. And also oh just like God. to be able to like connect like this and have these conversations is just so, you know, I just, I feel like I, I'm never going to be the best DJ and I'm never going to be the best producer. And I'm not like, that's, and I'm okay with that. And I just, I think that I've come to this realization that my gift is actually being in a place where I can like tap into my joy and be a conduit of joy and hope to share that. Because I think that if people are sharing their joy, then they can tap into their own, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, I've, I've had to work really, like I, I'm pretty type A and I'm like, I need to be the best. And I, you know, <laughs> and I, I did, I had to do a lot of journeying, maybe some mushroom trips to get to the place of like, actually my purpose here is this is to be part of the feedback loop of, you know, of joy. And that's it. And if I can tap into that, then I'm doing right. And that's like, that's going to be enough. And like, don't kill yourself. <laughs> Totally. Do you do a lot of outdoor stuff? Because I feel like for you to do something that goes into the sunrise, would you be got to Whoa! I just got, it's crazy you just said that because for the last two years, I have a crate in my record box that is called Sunrise that I have, I've literally, I've only been to Burning Man one time and it was only for six hours. Like I've never even been in a position where this could even be close to happening to me. And I've just like started curating and then I've started replacing each one of those tracks with my own weird track that I've been trying to make <laughs> and so I'm almost at the point where I have my full sun, my own full sunrise album and I think that wow. that's the moment I'm going to debut it and I am freaking out about it you guys because that to me crazy. that's like the most special like you know it's a people are potentially coming down on drugs mm-hmm. or they're waking up and they're ready to start their day and like what what can you give them then you know and mm-hmm. like oh I'm so i I think that this, yeah, I'm just really excited. Uh, I, get to that's amazing. I, mean, I didn't take it out of, you know, few airs because <laughs> even those three, four cells that I've heard, like, yeah, you have that <laughs> style where like you can blend in and like a Depeche Mode remix with some other stuff and everything together and people will go nuts. I know because I must have been to hundreds of Sunrise sets. Mm-hmm. So special. So I, can, I know I can, when I hear the music, in my head, I can see where I would be to really enjoy it. That's where the question so came from. So cool. No, I was going to ask you too. I mean, yeah, like looking a little bit ahead here and post pandemic, you know, what does that look like for you? Are you interested in doing tours and shows? Are, are you into the festival? Yes. Like, yep, all of it. The second, the second that I can get out there, I am getting out there. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I pretty much now, as soon as the live stream ends, I like, do seriously scream like unleash me and that's what it feels like it feels like oh, i yeah. need this energy um but uh yeah i have i mean i have a lot of festivals booked for next year amazing um, like when they the offers you know whenever i get an offer i i take a moment to sit down and cry a little bit cuz it still blows my mind mm-hmm. um and i'm also trying setting my expectations to uh, assume that none of them are going to happen so that if they do it just feels good yep <laughs> but um yeah the second that the touring can start and i've started to get um a small amount of momentum in in europe and so um i just signed with william morris internationally as well so uh the second that i can get to because I, I think that that's you know if i'm really going to be uh 
a student of dance music and house music. Like I, mm-hmm. I really need to spend a lot of time there and I'm so excited for that. Um, you know, potential oh. opportunities out there and to like really yeah. hear the greats, you know, the people uh, that are I think playing. I think your people should talk to Circle and get you on one of those like, you know, yeah, uh, that would be cool. <laughs> like, yeah, I think that I would- love the circle sets. Uh, yeah, I'll have my people talk to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's job, still, so- you guys, it's still a very pinch me moment for like it, it just like sort of started, you know, the um, uh, what is that thing called? Uh, like when you hit the momentum and it starts to go upward naturally, um. Momentum. <laughs> God, yes, but there's a word for the graph of, oh my oh, gosh. What's the cinnamon for momentum? <laughs> Anyways, scary. you know, like that, that, that has finally, instead of like going uphill, it's finally started to go downhill. And that feels, uh, I just, it's, it's crazy, man. It, the journey right is crazy. And I just feel so grateful to get to a point where I understand what I want to make, you know? I mean, right now, and I know, and I, I know that will change. I'm trying not to get too. Like, I just made a song yesterday. Honestly, I wish I could just send it to you. Oh my <laughs> I gosh. love it so. Much. It's like an eight minute journey of like it's kind of very bicep inspired and fortet, and it's like this weird. Uh, yep. Guys, I can't wait for it to come out. It's gonna be forever, but I just, you know, that that's what it's all about. That moment of like mm-hmm. you're in the studio and you just start screaming. That moment. <laughs> We yeah. are really, really for you. We are really, mm-hmm. really for you. Yep. Oh my God. I can't wait to experience a live set. <laughs> I definitely will lick your face. Don't you worry. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, no, it's amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for this time. I feel really pumped to of be connected course. with y'all. Where can people connect with you too? Plug where any live streams you have yeah. coming up, all that good stuff. Yeah. I'll, um, at LPGOB on all socials and, um, at this is Fem House <clears throat> on socials and website and um, streaming every Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Pacific time on Insomniac for my house hymn set. And then again on um, Saturday night on Welcome to Abracadabra, Abracadabra's Twitch, Blondish's Twitch nice. um, at 8 to 10 Eastern. Amazing. Oh my God. I can't wait to watch these. Is it just like a party for you in the background or are you super focused or do you get to like relax a little bit and have a cocktail? Yeah. Great (laughs) question. Um, I like it's, it's actually, I like to be sober when I'm playing and performing because I, I feel like, I mean, I like to have drinks, you know, afterwards and everything, but, um, I, I feel like my job is to like tap into my inner child when I'm making music and performing music. And, Mm -hmm. um, I can just, I can more easily access that when I'm really, really present. Um, and, but then as soon as it's done, I like to have a few cocktails. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking forward. I'm so excited for you. We're both so excited for you. I'm looking forward to it. We will come to the set. We're not going to mention now when it happens. <laughs> and, uh, Just be out there crying and hugging everybody. So perfect. <laughs> yeah. uh, thanks. I really believe in what you guys are doing. Obviously, Emma, I looked you up and stalked the shit out of you and you are oh, really you. rad. Seriously. I love the <laughs> community you. you are building. I get why you good, you know, good for you. You can recognize talent. Uh, and it's just truly, I love, I love what both of you are building and I can, I'm really excited to support it however I can. Thank you.
Well, Thank if you. nothing works out for me, at least I can always go. I look back at this one and say I recognize two talents at once. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Oh my God. No, this was amazing. This was honestly so, so cool. We're so excited for you. Um, yeah. And we can't wait to connect with you and shout out Femhouse, everything. It's amazing what you're doing. I can't wait Love for the you. show too. Thanks <laughs> Thank for your time you. today. We appreciate Yo, it. Live. Yeah. <laughs> Vibes. Virtual world was great, but it's time to yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally. See it. All right. Thank you. Thank you Bye. so much. Have a good one. Yeah. We can't even talk. I know. That was very impressed. Like, the girl obviously worked her ass off. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. Commitment, gave up a lot, and deserves everything that's coming her way. You know, it was great to be reminded that we met in Vegas. So funny. I, I didn't even know we met. It's just like <laughs> mind boggling how all of this interconnects. Oh mm -hmm. man, I'm so happy with this, that she was a guest. Yep. I think we had so many, <clears throat> excuse me. We had so many cool moments just speaking to her and her energy was amazing. And you can tell how passionate she is. And I think she really told a story of how she got to where she is. And like we said, I think we, we are catching her at a moment where she's about to like take off. I mean, she's got so many cool things coming up. So to talk to her now, while we're still in this pandemic before she completely pops off, I think was a really, really cool time to catch her. Um, and I'm an even bigger fan now after speaking to her. Likewise, we wish yep. all the best. And honestly, if everybody who we talk to will tell a story the way she did, this is going to be my like most favorite activity. <laughs> 100%. I, I leave these feeling so energized and it's just because of like you feed off of each other's energy in this conversation, but um, please connect with her, show her love and support, um, share this episode. If you enjoyed it and tag at festival insider, um, you can connect with MJ. Where can they find you on social media? The one and only social, but you know, more importantly than me, I, I really want everyone to just comment, tell us what you think and just tell us the truth. We're doing this for you. So we want this to be something you're really interested in. Does the time work? Are the guests? I'm sure you like this one, but mm -hmm. who else you want us to talk to? Just talk to us because we're doing this for you and we're doing it together with you. So let, let's go. I'm so pumped. 100%. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will be back next week with a new episode. Bye.